Get ready to throw perfection out the window because you're tuned in to the Honestly Imperfect podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Penhorwood, and I'm a marketing coach and the founder of Harper Collective, where I help business owners master their PR and simplify their marketing. Each week, we'll be unlocking valuable tips to up-level your business and sharing honest conversations with entrepreneurs to uncover their stories and wisdom to inspire you to take action. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Simone. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to speak to you and your listeners. So I want to go a little bit back in time with your journey. Can you take us back to the moment you decided to begin one of your businesses? I feel like you have so many exciting things happening, but we'll start with the very beginning. And at that time, did you think it would turn into what it is today? To answer your last question first, absolutely no. Where I am today, I honestly have to stop sometimes and just smell the roses. So if I, I feel like my real business journey started, or what people know of it, when I created Soul of Jeringong. So before that, we had a construction business and I was in marketing. I was more behind the scenes then. The journey really started when we stumbled across a farmhouse in the coastal town of Jerringong and we just fell in love with it. And that is when it all unfolded. So we had a clear vision when we bought this property. We knew what we wanted it to look like, what we wanted it to feel like. We knew we could do that. And we were really clear that we wanted to create an accommodation that hadn't been seen down in that area before. So that's really when the accommodation side of the business started and it really it's what brought the design the building the holiday property together and then if you fast forward to when solar jeringong had opened and i was just inundated with people wanting advice or just reaching out and saying how on earth have you created this property and then booked it out 12 months in advance and we were you know, in the lights of Qantas magazines, we're in the papers and people were just like, what did you do? And that's when all these people wanted all this advice and questions and being the oversharer that I am, I was just giving away everything. And it was my actual PR manager at the time said, you need to start online education and create a course. So that's basically how the two businesses started. Yeah. So interesting. And where does your passion for building and design come from? Was this something that you've always had within you since you were little, or is it something that you sort of honed and tapped into over the years? Yeah, it's really interesting when you reflect. So I could say it all happened when I met my husband, who was a carpenter and married Ben, married a builder, and instantly became part of that world. But when I really look at it, when my parents built our family home, I would have been in year five and I absolutely loved going out to all the showrooms and to the project houses. I thrived on it where I'm the youngest of four girls and my three other sisters just hated it. And when I reflect back, I'm like, that's when it really started. And then as you know, I travelled in my teenage years and then in my 20s, I just loved 
all the properties and the houses and, you know, even from hostels, you know, back, back in days. I just loved travel, but I loved about the accommodation and I really learned that what made the experience. So it was, yes, it's the holidays, but it was design and build. Like, so it's just been this journey of kind of followed breadcrumbs without even realising it. It's funny, like if I reflect on, I guess, where my love for interior design comes from, I'm trying to think of the earliest point where maybe I had to make a design decision. And I feel like it's when I would have been maybe five and I had to decide on the colour of my room. And it was such a big decision. And I was like, we're going to go with a lavender. That's the perfect colour for the room. So I think it's just so interesting when you sort of reflect, especially when you're younger and you're like, where did that come from? When did I actually start to care about how things looked and felt? I remember I shared a room with my sister until she moved out and I constantly was like moving the furniture around, changing everything. And she was like, just leave everything. I'm like, no. I'm good at like I loved it just thrived on it it was always so refreshing when you change things around you're like oh this feels like a whole new space so you have created so many businesses and projects which is wildly inspiring like even when I was putting these questions together for you and I was thinking about what do I want to ask you I was like there's just so many things that you have done I feel like in business you know a lot of people they start one business and they track along in it and they reach success but I feel like you have such a creative mind and I'd love to know what fuels you to continue to reach for new heights and push the boundaries in your businesses. Look that's something that I ask myself a lot because I've become really aware that I like to chase shiny new objects as well in businesses and in life so I've had to really be conscious of when I'm making decisions now and what's inspiring me that I'm really clear that it's not just that shiny object and it's actually something that I'm truly aligned with. So to me, it's getting really clear with what it is and making sure that it is, like I have a passion for it, but it's deeper than that, that it's I've got a purpose for it. So whenever I do business, obviously, the financial side of it comes into it because that's so important and enables us to do it. But I'm never motivated by the money side. I'm truly motivated by I've got a purpose and I'm able to help other people with what I'm doing. So that is truly been the one thing that is my biggest driver in what I do for business and just in life in general. And I feel like with so many different things on the go, it takes a lot of focus. And, and you have a family as well. <laughs> so how do you, when you get into work and, you know, we were chatting about clarity before jumping on, how do you find that clarity to go, okay, I'm focusing on this today and I'm getting this job done and I'm moving the needle on this thing? Is there any sort of tools or do you set up your work week, anything you can share with other business owners on how to do this? Yeah, look, if I said that my week was structured every week to, you know, have that smooth sailing, I would be completely lying. As you said, I've got a family as well. So I've got four boys that range from 17 down to nine. Structure in my week pretty much does not exist. What I do do is Mondays is not my work day. I've battled with this and I'm 
I've just got to have Mondays off as my day to just get life organized. So if that's, you know, kids stuff, house things, just life, Mondays are non-negotiable. They don't get touched for work. Then each week I just plan it as it goes. I'm a big believer that there's that life and work balance does not exist. I believe that there's a focus at the moment and at that time and there's a priority for it and then everything happens around that. So if I've got something happening at work that's really big, if it's a project that I'm finishing off or I'm doing something in the online education space, I'm on and then my personal world gets prioritised around it. I'm very lucky that I've got a hands-on husband who we both have that structure in our businesses so when he needs that same thing that flexibility he just needs to be at work like 90 percent then I pick up the pieces so to me it's just about understanding there's a priority and communicating even if you've got young children partners people the people who work for me understanding that you know what this week my priority could be I've got sick children so that's it and then I'm just not going to have my priority on this project. I have just found now being, what, 17 years into juggling that motherhood work business, balance to me doesn't exist. It's just understanding what what you've got to prioritise at that moment and do that and communicate with people. Like so many people are afraid to ask for help and I'm like I've discovered that people love to give help. Like I know when people ask me for help, I'm like, yeah, it, make, it fills my cup up. So reach out and ask because what's the worst thing that can happen? They say no and you're like, no worries, that's it. So, yeah, that would be, that's probably how I think about it most. And I feel like that's such a big permission slip for listeners. Like even if I reflect on this week in my own business, I have one client who's just had a baby a couple of weeks ago and then one client who had a baby last night. <laughs> So it's full on because I'm there and maybe I just care so much, but I was like, okay, we need to get everything organized so that they can know that everything's taken care of. So it was a big week in my workload, which meant, you know, working into the evenings and working with different time zones to make sure that everything's covered. But next week might have a bit more flow and a bit more ease to it. And I think it's just going, that's okay. Like we don't have to nail this work-life balance. We, We don't work in corporate. We don't have to clock off at five. Like, but I think it's just, yeah, I think it's really nice to have that permission slip but also to see it role modeled by someone as successful as you in business because I think we can see so much on social media around how to run a business and all these different things that puts a lot of pressure on us but just to be really real and go you know what sometimes it looks like this but then we balance it back out and you know have some really fun times where you just totally switch off so thank you for sharing a peek into your week (laughs) Are there any moments or stories where it's just been really challenging in your business journey that you can reflect on as well? I feel like every day there's something that comes up. <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's so many. But to me, like, it's, it is a juggle. But, and it's, I hate saying this because it always sounds like that half glass empty. But I've learned that when there's a massive achievement or a massive high and just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Then you know what's coming. There's the drop. 
And that's what I find really challenging and keeping that motivation and purpose and passion because you've gone from such a high and then it's like, oh, okay, now what? Like, oh, like I said earlier, like I'm, I'm driven by those shiny objects. So I find that a really big challenge and that's something I really have to work up. But by now understanding by working with business coaches and mentors, that's actually really normal. Like athletes have that same thing where, you know, they come off a big high, they've won, you know, whatever it is, a gold medal. Well, then the next place is sort of down and it's not a downer. It's just being content in that space of, okay, like I've learned to go, it's actually space. It's okay to have that space, but I find that challenging like in everything. So I also probably am in that space a bit at the minute because behind the scenes we're busy organising the launch of Soul Home 2.0 and it's just making sure that where we're going next is really aligned with what we're doing but it also feels like it's a lull but it's like it's not a lull. I actually need that to make sure what the next thing is is exactly where I'm meant to be and it's where I want to be for my life. So I find it challenging though. I know it's needed, but oh, it gets me every single time. It's so interesting because I guess from the outside, people would have no idea that you're feeling that way. And if they were to look at your business, they'd think, my gosh, she's doing this and she's doing this. There's so many like positive wins happening. But I also think it's really nice because I know that there will be a lot of listeners who are maybe working on a business idea or maybe they are in a bit of a a slow period in their business. And it's nice to just realize that you can take that time. And when we are growing a business or we're even just sometimes thinking about an idea or a concept that we want to bring to life, it isn't a quick process. And sometimes that can be really difficult to sit in that space. So I think it's nice to know that we're not the only ones who go through that. And is there any words of wisdom that you wish someone told you before you embarked on the incredible project in Gerringong, what do you wish someone just tapped you on the shoulder and went, hey, you need to know this? First thing would be to slow down and smell the roses. Number one is like when you're just so in the moment of it, you can't see it. But I would say specifically to a holiday property business, I wish that someone had said to me that you need to be really clear on what you're creating, meaning it's an actual business. So I learned that the hard way as I went along the journey and it needs to be set up and structured exactly the same as you would with any of my other businesses or your business to a construction service business. You've got to have really clear goals and intentions. You see so many people who just go create a holiday house and think, oh, there you go. And it's like a hobby. And I'm like, it's a very expensive hobby and you are going to have a lot of problems. So that is the advice I wish I had straight away because I would have made definitely different decisions in that journey. That's such good advice because I think a lot of people look at a holiday home and they think this is obviously a very naive naive way of putting it, but they think I'll just make it look beautiful and then I'll just pop it up on Airbnb and start an Instagram and it'll be booked out and easy peasy. But I think it's nice to hear from someone who's been there and done it more than once that, hey, let's be smart about this and actually think about it as a business from the get-go. And I think that'll help a lot of 
business owners who are sort of dreaming of this this project. So yeah, that's really helpful. And what's a recent moment in your life or your business where you've really embraced imperfection? I'm just laughing because I've just got back from Byron on a girls' trip and we literally had almost the same conversation. And mine, my biggest imperfection that goes across life, business, everything, has been the journey that we've chose to do with our home life. It's probably how old I work it out by my children's ages, which house. So Marley's 17, so it's it's been 12 years. So when we closed the door on what was going to be our forever home or the home that we'd created for us, we haven't actually had, you know, that home where we can come in and be grounded with. So we've been living in so many houses. My children still have a box that they haven't unpacked now for eight years. So it has been an imperfect journey and there's been huge highs. You know, if you look at the social media world and all the glitz and glam, of course, it's been amazing and rewarding both personally and financially, but it has been it has been tough. So we have definitely done that the imperfect way. And I think it has been such a process. And so when I was talking to my girlfriends about it, you know, so many people live in one house, maybe two. And I'm like, it's not all roses. And I love that. But it's also had a lot of, you know, a lot of things that we've had to face with the kids as part of it. And then also myself, like I went through a real tough phase when I just felt like I was missing something. And I was like, what is it? I have such an amazing life. And I realized, oh, it's because I don't have my home and I'm creating all these properties for people and I'm sharing them with other people. And I was like, and I was like, oh, I've actually done myself out of property at that minute. So we have definitely chosen an imperfect way to get to where we are. And I've loved it. And I, you know, there's things that I, wouldn't change because they've taught me everything I know now. But, yeah, it's definitely not just being straightforward. So it have to be that for sure. It sort of actually makes me think about when I was younger because I moved to more houses than I can count on both hands. <laughs> and my mum would say to me if when we were packing for the next house, if I hadn't opened the box or got anything out of it within that period, just chuck it. Like you're better off just not knowing what's in there because obviously it's not use unless it's like, you know, memorabilia or important things to you. But yeah, that was always the strategy. And I think it's, I even think moving into the house I'm in now, there's still a box somewhere <laughs> that's just, I'm, and I was thinking about yesterday, I was like, I'm just going to close my eyes and chuck it out because clearly I don't care about what's in there. But I think as well, like, being older and having gone through that journey myself, it makes you such a different person. And I think, although you may feel like it's imperfect being someone who's grown up and done that myself, you're so much more flexible in life and you're really able to adapt to different environments, different people, and to adapt to change. And I think that's the biggest thing because that's a non-negotiable in the world that we live in. So if anything, you are raising your boys in such a healthy way 
because it's setting them up for success later on in life, even though it may feel, you know, a little bit unconventional and messy. I think having been through that myself, it's made me go, oh, what's the big deal? Like that's so easy just to change schools or move to a different place. And yeah, so I think there's pros and cons. It's so true because I say to my boys, you are going to be so resilient by the time you finish school and you hit the real world because I'm like, you're more resilient than I was at age 30. So I go, there are so many positives in that, but also the little things like people get so caught up in houses that, oh, everything's going to be picture perfect. I'm like, like, that is just so not aligned with me. So the house we're in at the minute, we've been waiting for DA approval forever and we're only meant to live here for three months. So long story short, the dishwasher here doesn't really work, but we're all just in denial. We used to just keep putting it in and then we all fight over who has to unpack the dishwasher because you basically just have to wash it up again. So one of my beautiful clients, where my husband's building their house, and I was like, what are you doing with the old dishwasher? And she's like, nothing. I was like, can we have your dishwasher? And so Ben brought it up here and put it into this house. We're like, this is life-changing. Oh, my goodness, how good is the dishwasher where I go? The moral of that story is it's the little things that make such a difference where if we had just moved in brand new house, you just take those little things for granted where I go. The little things along the journey, it's like a game changer. And now my kids are like, how good is that dishwasher? Look at my cup. Look, look. And I'm like, yep, we're all winning. That's a big win. So, yeah, there's... That's where I go, I wouldn't change anything for that reason because, yeah, there's so many things that they've learnt and myself along this way. I love that. And it's just, it's funny, like even, God, I've been out of home for a few years now. We just got out, we just got a dryer. My mum, who will be listening, bought us a dryer. Thank you, mum. And I was like, I just feel like I've got my life together now, <laughs> like <laughs> having a dryer. Like it's the simplest things. You're just like, wow, I've really, I'm organized. My clothes are dry. Like I don't have to wait for the sunshine to come out. Like I've really got it going on here. So yeah, (laughs) definitely resonate. It's getting rid of all the clutter, what I say, if it's houses, if it's business, if it's life and just keeping things simple. Because if we start to like really appreciate the simple things like you with your dryer, me with my dishwasher, or, you know, it's having your emails, a system in there. It's like, this is life-changing. This is so good versus worrying about what light fitting you have or all this stuff. Like There is just so much noise and clutter, I find, out there that just keep it simple. And then you're like, oh, I'm winning. Like We are winning at this thing called life. It's amazing. And what are you working on? I know we're at sort of in that moment of slowness, but what are you working on for yourself and your business at the moment? So I'd love like a little peek into your world and then a little peek into the business as well. Business-wise, like I said before, we're launching Soul Home 2.0, which is just, think that it's just grown and got a lot clearer, a lot more clarity on what we're about. So that's been in the process, has been for kind of a while. I'm like, website coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. So I promise it will be out this year. So that's been happening. We've got more online guides, education coming out 
it's not just to holiday properties, it's also to people about empowering them on what's important in a house and the process. So I really want to flip on the head that notion of renovating and building houses is one of the most stressful things that you do instead of people can't wait to do this. Like it's such a big journey for so many people. So instead of having this like stress and fear about it, I want to flip it on the head and make sure they enjoy the journey. They're aware of what's coming and so then they know how to understand it and have that expectation for it and then be able to get to the end of it and go, we did it. This is amazing. So that's happening in the education side. I do have, also said I'm in a slow process. We've got a lot of client projects on at the minute. So that's super exciting. We've just wrapped up quite a few holiday properties and then the maybe forever touch wood pending our approval. That will be happening next year. So that's meant to be our forever home but as the name implies maybe it will maybe it won't so that's where my personal and business life definitely collide so it will be a year-long journey of sharing that with everyone we don't want to make it about just share the pretty pictures at the end I want to share the real journey of what's important in a home um, how we go about it and understanding really about lifestyle and about I really say my mission is about changing the way people live in their homes and how that can have an impact on everything from the way they live to the way they think to the way they feel so I'm actually going to be doing that so my life experiment of these kind of eight ten years will be kind of coming to fruition and completion through that home so yeah that's there's a lot coming so it is super exciting but I'm also really excited because I've got a lot of clarity and I've got a lot of space in there as well instead of just being like go 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 it just feels really good and it just feels really right for this time of my life as well so yeah I actually really can't wait and as we said before uh, we jumped on the podcast I'm off to Bali next week and it's definitely like my soul home excuse the pun but I just haven't (laughs) been to Bali for so long and we go off the beaten track I can speak Indonesian and I really connect with that island so yeah that in the personal life I just can't wait get me on that plane next Sunday and I am off wow it sounds so amazing I can't wait to follow along so can you please bring us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bring us along on social media. <laughs> I'm sure I will. I can't help but share when I find something that's exciting or, you know, as I call it, that holiday feeling just lights you up. So, yeah, I'll be sure to share it with you. Thank you so much. It has been such a treat to have you on the podcast today. I'm very grateful. Oh, thank you. It's always lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love if you could leave a review or share a screenshot to Instagram and tag at Honestly Imperfect Podcast so that I can pop on over and say hello. I can't wait to connect with you again soon.